Welcome to The Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince. In this episode, we are talking about stress, and you're probably going to experience a wee bit of deja vu. Just a wee bit. And Just that a wee is bit. because we actually originally recorded this episode for our internal podcast, which we call not The Simplicity Show, but The Simplicergy Show, which is that famous marketing trick of putting two words together. So it's simplicity and synergy, and it's hard to say. Yes. But it's a good show, we think, a good show title. That aside, point being, we did this internal podcast for our staff, and it was so much fun, and it was so interesting that we thought we would share it with the rest of the world. Cue that intro music. Welcome to the Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince, where we talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team. In this episode, we are talking about stress. Let's talk about that. Let's talk, talk about, about it. it. All right. So what is stress? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how some of our teammates deal with stress. We got some lovely uh, guest guests to stop in on the show for us. We actually pre-recorded them, but... Uh, we don't but have to worry about that. We're going to pretend from this point on, we're going to pretend they just dropped in. Yeah. And wanted to, yeah. they couldn't help themselves. It's a live show, right? It's a live show. <laughs> Call in. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about some historical methods of dealing with stress. Fun stuff. Interesting stuff there. Also terrifying. <laughs> Inter- interesting and terrifying. My two favorite things together. And then we are going to wrap up with talking about why some of these methods, not the historical ones, why some of the modern mm, methods. Some people would argue they worked. Just saying. <laughs> well, that depends <laughs> on your definition of work. So why some methods work to reduce stress. So let's jump into it. Let's talk about what is stress. It is a, okay, this is going to sound like a textbook definition. It's the physical response to external stimuli. Uh, so stress is sends your body into a fight or flight mode. So what does it do? It, it, so it's releasing like hormones and chemicals and things like adrenaline and cortisol and, oh, this is a big one, nor, norepinephrine. We're going to go with that. Nor, nor, yeah, no, I think you're right. I was <laughs> going to correct you because yeah. that's the kind of friend I am, but okay, thank we're going to let that go. It's a big word. It's a big word, you guys. So, well, also, we're going to have some articles that we looked up some stuff on, did some research. Research, you research us. I can't that even was talk. <laughs> but look in those articles for this word, norepinephrine, and take a shot. Just read it yourself yeah. and see what yeah. you think it says. Take a look. At, uh, so, specifically, that is going to be on the one from the UK, stress.org.uk, I believe. Anyway, uh, so here's the thing. It's important to remember in this whole conversation around stress, right, that stress isn't necessarily bad. Some stress is good stress. I know it sounds weird. Um, and I'm going to read a quote to that point from the same site. So, and I quote, The challenge is when our body goes into a state of stress in inappropriate situations, When blood flow is going only to the most important muscles needed to fight or flee, brain function is minimized. This can lead to the inability to think straight, a state that is a great hindrance in both our work and home lives. End quote. So here's kind of the big picture thing that I'm going for and talking about stress and how do we deal with it, right, is that it's, it's a physical... Thing, for the most part, primarily, overarchingly, it's a physical thing. It's a physical response to things that we experience. So if it's a physical response, like the article said, so it's when we go into those in inappropriate situations, when, when we're having those responses at a time it's not helpful, that's where we run into problems. But it's a physical thing, which means that there's things we can do to combat it. 
that's the whole right that's my whole point like there it's you, we're not helpless there are things that we can do right number one we can avoid that we can avoid those things that cause stress to begin with uh, or we, we can do things that help mitigate that help minimize the effect or combat the the hormones the effects that stress is having on our body so we're going to get to that we're going to get to all of that. The reality of the thing is, and here I go already going off script, Ooh. but the reality of the thing is all of those physiological and physical things that happen when we're under stress were made so that we could get away, we could run from predators. Like the blood flows into our long muscles and we can move and we become, you know, we get that... Um, what do they so we, our field of vision narrows? Oh yeah, and tunnel vision. Our tunnel vision, and we so because that is for us to move forward quickly away from your raptor, whatever <laughs> it is that is attacking you, and we just aren't well equipped to have that happening all of the time. Like we're probably not going to get attacked by raptors. Now they're very smart. And we know, because we've seen Jurassic Park, <laughs> that you can make them from frogs. The point is we're not going to get attacked by them. And the greatest share of the things that we are actually facing are not nearly as dangerous and don't need, don't necessitate all of that physical change. And the thing about stress, when people think about stress... See, now I'm, I'm getting back on script. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. You know how I feel about staying on script. I know. I know. And I'm, I, I frankly don't even know how you can stand me. But back on script. Uh, when we think about stress, people think about things like looming deadlines or your best friend's getting married and he, you're in Las Vegas and he gets lost and you wake up in Mike Tyson's hotel room. That might just be the plot for the movie The Hangover. But <laughs> people think about big stressors. And what we don't think about are micro stressors mm -hmm. and how we're constantly barraged by these tiny little stressful things. So you wake up and you look in the corner and you have not put your laundry away and that's a tiny little bit of stress. You're not going to deal with it. You're going to get you know ready and go to work, but it's a little bit of stress that adds something to you. And then the dog chews up a Kleenex and then... You get in your car, and the 199 ride guy is on the radio. Oh, and that might, that I would guy. argue that's not micro-stress. Right. <laughs> so it's these little things, and you get a pop-up when you're trying to look at a website, and all of those tiny things, and they build up and up and up and up and up. And we don't give them, we don't pay enough attention to how that's building in us to be thinking about effectively combating it. So that makes me think of um, a couple things. As you were talking about, you know, the fight, the raptors. fight, raptors, the, the flight, plot fight, to the or, movie, yes. the Hangover. Yes, these are all things I was talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, you know, when we're talking about these micro stressors, like the stressor, the thing that's causing stress in us, isn't isn't this big life or death situation, right? Right, a pop up on a website isn't going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Debatable. Okay. But the point is that while that that stressor, while the, the thing that's causing that isn't to the level, to that level of life and death, to some extent, not also not to the full extent of that, but to some extent our body is still, it's the same type of reaction. Mm -hmm. And also uh, that makes me think of, I heard uh, from a chiropractor one time, uh, but I think it applies very well to here. This uh, the water cup analogy, right? So these micro stressors. Think of think of your your stress levels as a cup, and these micro stressors. You know that might just be a drop of water in your cup here and there. But like you said, we don't. So we're not. If we're not realizing that that's building, and we're not doing anything to take some of that water out of the cup, eventually little things, we're going to build that right up to the tippy top. And suddenly, one little thing, which mm -hmm. it may not be a huge deal, 
that's the thing, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back, as right. it were. Right. And suddenly it's a huge deal. But it's not the thing, right? It's not the last drop on the cup of water. The last pop-up. It's the whole <laughs> cup of water underneath it that has made it overflow. Right. Because the way we were designed was to deal with, you know, the stress of a saber-toothed tiger chasing us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the, either it catches us or we get away. So we do the thing, and we're stressed about it, and our bodies react in the right way. Um, and then it ends, right? The saber-toothed tiger, mm-hmm. someone shoots it with an arrow, or I don't know. I don't know in that scenario what's happening. I only know what happened in the movie The Hangover. (laughs) But it ends, that stress ends, and then, you know, everything can go back to normal levels and we're hunting and gathering like normal again. But our modern life isn't that way. We don't ever go all the way back down the way we could. Or not enough. Right. I'm just, this is all made up science now. Okay. Are you enjoying it? Oh, it very sounds much. really convincing. So, yeah, it sounds I sounds I decent. Okay, I, I have a few notes for later. <laughs> okay, I will take your notes. So, in that same vein of the water cup, uh, on our English site, our, our friends, friends across the pond, across the pond, <laughs> a wee little way over the water, uh, also had a similar analogy. So, think of a bridge, and I'm gonna read another quote here. So. And I quote, when a bridge is carrying too much weight, it will eventually collapse. It is possible to see the warning signs before this happens. The bridge would bow, buckle, and creak. The same principle can be applied to human beings with excessive demands and challenges placed on our bridges. There may be early warning signs. However, stress can creep up on some of us, resulting in an unexpected breakdown. End quote. So the question is, what do we do about that before it happens, right? Yes. That's what we're here for. Early warning signs. Boom. How do we pull some of that water out of the cup? Right. Pour it out of there. Yes. Or, or avoid it getting in there in the first place. Right. And we talked to some of our very charming and willing-to-talk-to-us teammates. Jesse, Sarah Hanna, Jesse Leshevsky, I should use full names, everybody who knows who we're talking about. Jesse Leshevsky, Sarah Hanashak. Um, this Ben guy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've met him before. And then Thomas Chaltry also sent a message in just to tell us a little bit about what they do and how they deal with stress. Hello, I am Jesse Lashesky. <laughs> Is that an Italian name? <laughs> I don't know. It just I just know it rhymes. Okay. <laughs> Jesse Lashesky. Well, for a while, I only would just drink. (laughs) Uh, But now that we've moved out to the country, we started making it more of a goal to take our dogs for a walk and do a nice long walk. And I started to notice that I was coping and dealing with my stress a lot better once we started doing that. And so it's gotten to the point where there are some days that as I'm driving home, I'm craving to get outside and go for a walk because I know that I'm going to feel a lot better. Occasionally, depending on the stress level, I do need to take a beer or uh, pour some wine in my mug for our walk. But (laughs) uh, I've noticed that's been the best way that I've noticed um, a difference in how I'm coping with my stress. Do your dogs drink while you walk too? Uh, they drink pond water and any other really weird, <laughs> any other weird liquids, and then we try and not pay attention to that. Uh, Sarah Hanashak. A lot of people use diversionary techniques such as listening to music or exercising to deal with stress, myself included. I like to walk or run. That time alone with my thoughts really helps me process what is stressing me out and what the best course of action is to remedy the situation as best I can. When my stress is caused by something that I can't personally resolve, that solitude allows me to really focus on the good things in my life and sort of reframe my thought process about the situation. 
Our perception is our reality, so if I can train my mind to see the silver lining in any situation, that positivity will carry over into every aspect of my life, including stressful ones. But why am I shaking? <laughs> like, why, do you, why does that happen? You know, every, even people who have done this over, am I red? over again, everybody gets stressed out doing it. I don't understand we, it. We, we get stressed out doing it. Really? Yeah. Well, that's we, good to know. Even when, like, when we're just recording us two together, like face to face, we get very, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Psychic, psych out for it. <laughs> <laughs> My name for the record, Ben Bow. <laughs> Uh, I'm Ben Bauer. I'm our VP of Awesomeness. Some people call it marketing, but we'll go with awesomeness. Um, the way that I manage with or deal uh, with stress, um, I mean, I'm anybody that knows me, I'm a pretty chill person overall. It takes quite a bit for me to get um, super worked up, but it happens. Um, and stress is a daily occurrence on some level in all of our lives, right? Um, but really for me, it's, you know, just kind of, I don't know, it may sound cliche or whatever, but it goes back to just kind of counting your blessings and being aware of all the good things in your life. I mean, if you focus on the things that stress you out, um, it's funny how it can make a lot of other things in your life super stressful too, whether they truly are or aren't. But when you have something weighing on you, um, it certainly can fester. So, you know, I mean, think about the good things that you have going on. Um, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate to have a, an amazing wife and a great kid at home. So, you know, if things ever get too hectic, it's pretty easy to just think about them and what I get to go home to. And, um, you know, that really gets the stress relief kicked off in the right way, I think, for sure. Um, it, admittedly, both of those people also come with their own sources of stress, but that's all right, too. That's that's good stress. So, um, and, I, you know, and actually, you know, speaking of my wife, Katie, she would, she would totally say this to me um, or she would knock me for this answer because one thing that I commonly do uh, at home is... Um, kind of compare whatever stress we're dealing with with what somebody else might be going through and come to the conclusion of what we're going through is not so bad, you know? So like, as an example, maybe uh, Katie's sick with the flu puking, I don't know. Um, and it's easy for me to say, oh, well, you know, I know that this sucks right now and you're uncomfortable, but um, it's not cancer, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not so bad. And, um, I, I know that she hates it when I go the route of it could be worse or whatever, because at the end of the day, she's still puking with the flu. So that's no fun, but, but really, I mean, you know, it's an interesting perspective to think of when you're going through stress or things are just crazy in your life. I mean, you know, think about, you know, especially at work. I mean, if you're stressed out at work, well, think of the person that doesn't have a job, you know, that wish they had some work stress because that would mean they have income, you know? So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all relative and, you know, I hate to force a mindset on people as to how you think about stress, but, um, everybody has a lot of good in their lives. So if you can kind of go back to counting your blessings and thinking about all the good things that happen and, um, the fact that some of those good things might cause some stress, um, it's just part of life and that's, and that's how we deal. That felt really long. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll wrap up that segment with um, Thomas's comments were that he will listen to relaxing music. So being in pain a lot of the time, um, having something to focus on like relaxing music is what helps him reduce his stress. So we're going to get back to that discussion on our teammates and how they deal with stress and why some of the science things on why those work. But first, interesting discussion. Um, Sue came to me with a couple things that she had found on some historical methods of dealing with stress. Now, we're going we're gonna to high-level overview this situation. If you all could see how he is looking me right in the eye <laughs> when he says high-level overview right now, I just want you to know I, I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> Sue's motto is don't say anything in a sentence in what you could say in a paragraph. It's true. So 
So I will Hence try and keep the hard the stare. I, yes. yes, the stare down. Also, part of the reason that I want to keep it high level is that the the deeper you go down <laughs> this path, the more dark and scary it is. It is a dark and scary road. So both of them are we, both of these things. We want to point out here's a couple things that happened. Um, <laughs> this is just history, folks. Yep. We can't change it. Here's it some just, place you can go if you want information, and at that point, but please, that's on you. Please don't. Please right. don't. It's a terrible idea. Right. No, it's it's very interesting when we start talking about stress and how we deal with it now and what historically happened. The two things that Vince mentioned that were historical thoughts on stress. You know, first of all, to set the sort of set the stage for you, the ancient Greeks felt that only women um, be, were stressed, that men did not feel stress, and that the reason women felt stressed or you know, acted erratically in relation to stress um, was, because, was because of their uteruses. Stick with me. The, whole, the foundation of the term hysteria has to do with the Greek word for uterus. Think hysterectomy. Think hysterectomy. Removal of the uterus. Yes. And the ancient Greeks' theory was that if a woman's uterus wasn't doing what it was supposed to do, and I'll leave that right there, (laughs) that it would start wandering around inside her body and cause, you know, weird blockages and things. So one one of the cures that I found for the wandering uterus, which is a great band name. (laughs) It's a feminist band name. I'm starting it if anybody wants to join. Um, Was a a case where a woman was having, was having, probably had asthma, right? And was not, and was having asthma attacks where you feel panicky because of an asthma attack. So. Which constrains. Hold on. Okay. Right in we'll there. fix that all but in post. But we are post. back on track. We'll fix it in post. Fix it in post. Okay. We will fix it in post. We, yeah. We're going to work post. so hard on that. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> so after minor tec- technical difficulties, um, uh, asthma. Okay. That's where we're at. So You won't ever notice a break in You're going to notice. Recording. It's going to be so awkward. But uh, you, You'll have to sit through. Yes. That. So much. We want you to experience it with us. It's all part of bringing the community together. Yes. Uh, my, I have forgotten to grab a power cord for the laptop, so we had to take a minor break, but we are back on track Six now. hours later. <laughs> so long. Okay. So in order to uh, cure the uterus that was clearly in her throat, they forced air into her mouth to push it back where it belonged. Wow. <laughs> wow. As a, <clears throat> to help her stop being hysterical. So that's one cure for one stress. Cure. Just okay. forcing air in ways that are not helpful. Right. The second. Well, before you get to oh, that. Yes. You don't you want to stick on that whole thing? <laughs> All I was going to say is that the whole idea of hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You're about to say something I'm that about, is not kind. I'm, a, I'm about to, to get in a lot of trouble. 50% of the population, friend. All I can say, growing up with seven sisters, mm-hmm. suddenly everything makes Every, so It much all sense. makes sense. They're just wandering around. <laughs> Things are just not where they're supposed to be. Not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. Ready to move on? Let's go. Another historical cure for stress. And it's a, a tiny bit of a journey. I'll keep it. Brief, tiny bit of a journey. Um, In 1936, Walter Freeman, uh, and I don't think he was technically a doctor. He might have been technically a doctor. Oh, boy. Walter Freeman and his partner performed the first lobotomy in the United States. So it was a new procedure, and it is the process of separating the prefrontal lobe. And it was originally uh, found to be a solution for, like, violent criminals and violent psychoses and things like that. So, um, But what Walter Freeman did 
is turn it into a sort of a cure-all for things. So he was performing these lobotomies on people that were like clearly had mental illness and things like that. And there actually were some cases where it at least helped society with that person, people who had like super violent tendencies, things like that. But what it turned into was him touring the country and demonstrating for crowds. Um, <laughs> you ready for this? No, the, we are not ready for what, this. The procedure that he invented called the ice pick lobotomy. So an ice pick lobotomy, which he would perform on anyone willing to have the procedure done. And that would include, you know, for example, these, his, these darn hysterical women again. So nice little housewife. She's feeling a little stressed. There's like bridge club and you have to make a jello mold and your husband <laughs> maybe has a big presentation for his boss. I don't know. You're wearing pearls and an apron. I don't know what's happening right. to you. We're talking like 1950s. Well, these are, this is the 30s. So this is between, okay. <clears throat> excuse me. Well, that's when he started. Right. Right. So, yes. And he, well, we'll get to that. We'll when he, how shockingly late his last lobotomy was performed. But basically anyone, so if a woman was feeling sort of stressed and out of sorts and if life, you know, these life things were affecting her that way, she could go to Walter Freeman and he, he drove a van around the country and would perform an ice pick lobotomy, which involved placing an ice pick um, above the eye and using a hammer to tap it through the prefrontal the, and separate the prefrontal lobe of your brain. <sighs> yes. And actually in the article that I found about, and we will link out to this, but I don't suggest anyone read it, but we will link out to it. Um, it says that between 1939 and 1951, almost 20,000 lobotomies were performed in the United States. And he, Walter Freeman could perform a, lob a lobotomy in 12 minutes, and he once performed 25 lobotomies in one day. Here's the part, <laughs> here's the part, speaking of historical. So it was used for all sorts of things, including general melancholy and things like that, and stress. And he performed his last lobotomy, let me find it, in 1967. And folks, there are people that work here that were born <laughs> before the last ice pick lobotomy happened. Um, however, that unfortunately, he was banned from operating after that procedure. I can't imagine why. Mystery. Shocking. Very shocking. So yeah, so those are two historical treatments for stress. Yes. A little more extreme maybe than what people are willing to do. Just to tickle. If they're quitters. Right. Kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Just a tickle more Just extreme. Just a tickle more extreme. A tickle. If, if by a tickle you mean with an ice pick and a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm sorry for who I am as a human. <laughs> now that we're through that. Yeah. So let's talk about actual. Let's talk about. About current day. Again. Some more positive We things. have proof that these things work now. People thought those things worked then. So. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, we've progressed as a society mm -hmm. in some ways. Anyway, so here we go. Let's talk about some of the methods that our teammates utilized. You heard those segments earlier. And kind of why, why did those work, right? So if you remember in the beginning, we talked about stresses. Primarily, for the most part, it's a physical thing. It's a physical response. So we can either avoid experiencing that, avoid those water drops in the cup mm -hmm. to begin with. And in order to do that, basically just stay home. Right. Right. Unless that stresses you out. Unless your home stresses you out. Yeah. Then go to someone else's home. Yeah. Very, like a nice place yeah. and just stay there. Like video games and right. nachos and... <laughs> Nachos and laser tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So why do these things work? Um, either help to avoid or 
as we mentioned, to minimize the effect. So let's talk about that. A common theme, as we heard from Jesse going on a walk, Sarah taking up running as a hobby, exercise in its many forms is one of the most talked about, most suggested ways to help reduce stress. Now that's cool. Unless, of course, exercise, the thought of exercise stresses you out. That's true. That's true. But we should point out, it doesn't have to, you don't have to run marathons like Sarah. Right. You, you can... It can be as simple as... Walk. Walking. In the garden. Stretching. Any, really, any form of movement is... You could take a brick, put it in the middle of your living room, walk around it five times, <laughs> and then tell your friends you walked around the block five <laughs> times. I was like, where are you going that with that? technically be exercise. <laughs> yes. Yes. Label, and a, yes. Mm-hmm. Call your toilet gym. <laughs> I went to the gym five times today. <laughs> Spent so much time at the gym. <laughs> Um, but so why does that work? So exercise, it reduces the, those like stress hormones like cortisol um, and it, so it lowers the level of those. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing, right? So that's getting rid of some of those hormones. It's minimizing that effect. And double whammy, it's also releasing things like endorphins, dopamine, which are happy things. Happy hormones. Yeah, happy hormones. So it's. <laughs> Basically, getting rid of the bad, bringing in the good. So that is why that works. And like we said, it doesn't have to be running marathons. It could be simply going for a walk, as our friend Jesse does. The other couple, let's take a look at those. So Ben, like he's talking about positive outlook. So this really talks about like kind of mm-hmm. avoiding those stressors to begin with. So if we can, if we can shift our outlook on things and how we're viewing them. Are we viewing things as things that are going to stress us out? Or, you know, that whole perspective, if we can keep a perspective on things, that's going to help us just avoid experiencing those stressors or at least experiencing them to the intensity that maybe we would before. Well, and, and here's an interesting thing. A thing I just learned on a podcast from the internet, so it must be true, uh, that the connection between our mind and our body, sort of where we think that, you know, we we can certainly see this idea that if you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling down or, you know, that you can physically start to feel that in your body and it creates those, you know, that connection. What we don't often think about is that it's the same in the opposite direction. So if you think things that are positive, if you start to do positive things, that turns you toward the positive, So that it's that mind-body connection that if I, even if I am feeling sad, if I am able to smile or if I seek out something that makes me feel better, it does that. It just flips the script for me. Sure. Yeah. And I've heard that as well, especially with smiling. Like if you, even if you don't feel like it, smile and that will help. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. (laughs) And Um, I think we can, we'll just both agree and we'll level set on this that everything you hear on a podcast, you should just believe. Oh, absolutely. Okay. 100%. 100%. Okay. We'll only feed you. Done. So we bring it from other podcasts. Yes. Hashtag facts matter. Hashtag facts matter. And we present it here, which makes it truthful. Yeah. The truthiest truth. The truthy McTrutherson. (laughs) Truthy McTrutherson. Yes. Yes. Of truths. I think that um, is a thing I experienced, especially running uh, for a team, right, when I was in school. Uh, I didn't want to run. Like, it was, this, it was this weird paradox. So we'd have practice, right? At the beginning of practice, I'd be like, why in the world am I doing this? This is stupid. Worst, <laughs> worst idea ever. And then, but I didn't have a choice because I was committed to the team and participating so then I would get going and get moving, and then, oh, okay, this wasn't so bad. And then by the time we got to the end, you're just flying so high on endorphins and be like, oh, yeah, let's do that again. So 
until you get to the next day and you're like, why am I doing this? <laughs> so it's a vicious cycle. But again, to the point of do the things like smiling, work on that positive outlook. And even if you don't feel that way, doing those things, getting your body in those grooves right. will help. Right. It actually, it, and it doesn't just help, it actually just flips that switch. Because your body doesn't know the difference. Your mind doesn't know the difference between you being really happy and you pretending to be happy any more than your body knows the difference if you start to put yourself in, you know, that space of happiness. They just, they're meant to work together, and that's just, it's good science. Synergy. Science! Synergy. Ah, synergy. One more note. <laughs> um, thinking of Thomas, as he's saying, you know, listening to music um, helps him. I think over big picture thing here again, big broad strokes, really, whether it's exercise or music or whatever, doing a hobby that you like, mm-hmm. um, being with people that you love, right? Anything that is enjoyable for you is going to trigger some of those same happy responses of right. hormones and endorphins and all of that. So so the big picture is do things that you like, Find that it, you enjoy. Do it mindfully and mm-hmm. put your whole self into enjoying it. Yeah. Boom. Boom. We're so good at this. <sighs> so Basically, great. we should be on TV. Yeah. With that great advice. I mean, we've got great podcast faces. So. It's true. We do have faces for, for radio. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Speaking of faces, Vince. Sue. I, I would like to talk if we, I would like if we may, to have a conversation about something that is reducing your stress levels. Even and as it is reducing your physical stress levels, I enjoy creating more stress in you. Right. By referring to your glasses as fake. Ah. <sighs> So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Your fake glasses. They're not fake. We'll just level set. <laughs> so why do I wear glasses? So here's here's another. So we've talked about you know stress is physical. It's like this the the hormone response like adrenaline and cortisol and all of that. That other big one that science science all that yeah. science sciencey words big ones. <laughs> A thing that can in. Induce? Is that the word I'm looking for? Sure. Sure. The thing that brings about more cortisol <laughs> you in backed your body. Out. I did. Lean I in. Did. Don't back out. <laughs> okay. Well, I am leaning in. <laughs> okay. Towards the mic. Okay. A thing that increases cortisol in our bodies um, is actually technology, specifically screens and the blue light that they put out. So we look at computers all day long. We look at our phones a million times a day. So particularly as a society now, we're much more exposed to this kind of bright blue Mm -hmm. light spectrum, which increases the cortisol levels in our body. Um, It's a big reason why you'll often hear a good tactic to go to sleep is stop looking at your phone. Right. Because that blue light is triggering cortisol in your body, which is a stress hormone, which keeps Mm -hmm. you awake. So if you avoid that, then it'll help you sleep. But then flip side... There are fluffy kitties on the internet, which I feel like helps me with stress. Okay. <laughs> so it's a catch-22. It's a catch-22. Maybe yes. look at those without the blue light. Right. Oh, that'd be a double whammy. <sighs> yes. Fluffy kittens, no blue light. Yep. Okay. Okay. Please continue. There, Manufacturers of technology are moving towards that more and more these days. Fluffy kittens with no blue light? Well, just the That's, no blue light. Oh, okay. So you can get like programs or they actually could be puppies is what you're telling me (laughs) giraffes whatever oh baby giraffes baby giraffes oh there's no blue light please continue well they're yellow so (laughs) (laughs) uh so some manufacturers are building in a feature to reduce the blue light which basically moves you know your screen is putting out a very yellow light it's just Mm -hmm. eliminating the blue light uh, which brings me to, you know, the reason I wear these glasses. So they are computer glasses. Now, it's not necessarily to help me sleep at night, but all this increased exposure to blue light, right, staring at a computer screen all day long, mm-hmm. not only raises cortisol levels, but it just it strains our eyes. Mm-hmm. So I particularly was feeling increased amounts of eye strain. Well, uh, then it doesn't help that we were in 
We were under neon light, not neon light. <laughs> Fluorescent light. Neon light. <laughs> Fluorescent lights, and you had the computer screen, and sometimes you are for eight hours in the day barely leaving that spot. Right. Right. So since I stare at the computer screen all day long, um, I started experiencing mega amounts of eye strain. Um, I go home at night and eyes would be hurting throughout the night, go to sleep and wake up and it's not, I mean, it would be better, but start the whole process over the next day, eventually headaches and it's just this whole thing. So I wanted to find something, find a way to reduce that. Um, and I knew it was because I was staring at a computer screen all day. Uh, there's, so there's several varieties of computer glasses out there. And one is basically like a yellow lens situation. So it filters out the blue by basically shifting everything towards the yellow. Mm-hmm. And that, going back to you know computer manufacturers and stuff, or apps for your phone, or that's what a lot of things will do is they'll t- shift all of the mm-hmm. colors towards yellow. This wasn't really an option for me, being that I do a lot of photo and video stuff, and I mm-hmm. need to work on those and get the colors right. So I need That could turn out weird. Yeah, it could be, it could very be a whole... Weird. Things would come out looking very blue because everything mm-hmm. that I was seeing was very yellow through a very happy <laughs> yellow lens. But yes, so I needed to find something that didn't do that and that still took care of the problem without shifting everything to yellow. And I found these, um, particularly this particular company. They're called Felix Gray. We can link them below. Um, this that's not an official credit union endorsement, but definitely a Vince endorsement. So what these do, what these particular glasses do, they have a coating that filters out that just just a small spectrum of the blue light. Um, what they claim is the most harmful, most straining part of particularly this stuff that comes out of computers, that mm-hmm. really intense, harsh blue light. And it just filters out just a little bit of the spectrum. But it doesn't shift the colors at all. Now, so that was the big appeal for me. So I got them. Um, I, in certain situations, I'll notice just a little bit of a color shift because I'm not seeing as much blue, mm-hmm. right? But for the most part, I mean, I just, it's colors are colors, blues are blue, and it's all good um, in terms of color. I noticed a difference immediately so they they arrived at my house halfway through the day I took lunch went home put them on and by the end of the day I my eyes were already feeling better than they were when I first put them on so immediately I noticed a difference and every day since then it's it's made a huge difference Um, and not so not only just from looking at computers but I mean driving you know the that same spectrum of light is coming mm-hmm. through from the sun and all of that. So I basically wear them pretty much all of the time, my fake glasses. Your fake glasses. As Sue likes to call them. Yes. But that is why. So it cuts out that harsh band of blue light, and for me, it has made 100%, 180 degrees difference. And so my eyes aren't sore anymore. Um and so no headaches, no eye strain, happier vents overall. Less... By extension, the people that you work with are happier. Yes. Because <clears throat> yes. you're not so ridiculously difficult to work with. I mean, you're just happy to have me around anyway. I but... Just in general. Yeah. You're just okay. a delight. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Just a delight. <laughs> Even though you wear fake glasses. I like to give you a hard time, but of mm-hmm. course I realize that there are some of us who have to wear glasses in order to see. And those glasses now increasingly, prescription glasses filter that. They're made knowing Mm -hmm. that people look at computers all of the time. Right. So rather than magnifying that, which some people's glasses need to magnify things, um, it filters out some of that stuff. So hashtag blessed that I have to wear mine all of the time. Right. <laughs> so check with your local eye care provider. Yes. 
Oh, is that or an official option. endorsement? No. Oh, no. it's unofficial endorsement. Unofficial. But we have level set with the idea that if you hear it on a podcast, it must it's be true. true. Yes. So, yes, take care of your eyes. Being able to see helps you not feel as stressed. Mm-hmm. Science. Science. Hashtag science. Hashtag science. Yes. So let's review very briefly what we learned. What did we learn today? That would be a really good time to have like music to cue into what we learned today. Yes. Oh, you don't, you never, you don't remember. Some people remember. You probably never saw the Jerry Springer show. Probably not. But historically, Jerry Springer, there's, it used to be, so it was a talk show, but it was always like, is this guy or that guy the baby's daddy or like it was always this big conflict and they were known for fights like breaking out wow and they had um and it was always like this huge chaotic scene like they had bouncers it was a whole thing all sounds very stressful but then what would happen is they'd have this big chaotic scene and the last scene of the jerry springer show was like soothing music and jerry like sitting on the side of a chair and saying what did we learn today? <laughs> <laughs> so that is what I picture. When so we're we gonna talk Jerry Springer. This. We're gonna Jerry Springer this sucker and talk. What did we learn today? Okay. So we learned what? What did I learn today? What did you learn? I learned um, that stress is a physical response to an external stimuli. Yeah. And I learned it in precisely that tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I learned that we have a lot of teammates who have really great coping mechanisms and really could speak to the power of consciously doing something about the fact that, you know, stress builds up and you need to um, combat it with whatever it is that brings you joy and lowers those stress levels. What about you? I learned some very interesting Rather terrifying historical <laughs> facts. More, I learned more than we talked about today. But uh, like we mm-hmm. said, we're gonna we're gonna end, we'll link off to those. We're gonna close the curtain and right. the scene on that for the podcast. Right, right. Specifically, I'm gonna tease the links. Ooh. One of the links that we're going to share is actually an an extreme a member of an extremely famous family, historically famous family from the United States who underwent a lobotomy. Yes. And then um, as a result ended up, here's the fun Wisconsin fact, ended up um, spending the rest of her life under care in Jefferson, Wisconsin. Yes. Kaboom. Hashtag Wisconsin. Hashtag Badger State Pride. Keep it it local. (laughs) So there's your tease for that. That's a teaser. I also learned, what did I learn? You learned about Jerry Springer. I learned and about, about Jerry what Jerry Springer. Springer learned. Yes. You learned the plot to the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> also true. You learned that I believe I could be chased by raptors at any time. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out your window, folks. Yeah. They're coming. It's true. Micro stress, that, that causes micro stress. Ooh. Thinking about raptors. Maybe even macro stress. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but when they show up, it's probably <laughs> macro stress. <laughs> So if you learned something wonderful, um, just as a reminder, there are comments. There's a space for you to leave comments on our blog below. So we welcome... Podcast, not the blog. Well, it's on, the podcast is on the blog. Oh, now yeah. we're fighting. But do we have I comments like on the blog? Company. Yes. So many we, people don't... Mm. Oh, we're going to cut this whole thing out. We're not going to fight. Okay. I keep thinking of the the... Credit you, Union blog. Oh, not the, yeah. Not the no. internal blog. This is the internal blog. Okay. We've level set yet again. Okay. Internal blog. Place See, for no, your comments. No stress. Hashtag, no stress. Hashtag no stress. Hashtag no worries. Hashtag Hakuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> if you have comments, if you learned something, even if that thing that you learned is that we are intrinsically unable to stay on task, leave them below are on the blog page. Um, and we'll also share out some of the links. And if we find any other interesting links, we will throw them in there, just some articles and things that are related to our topic today. 
You can find us both on the blog, on the Nest, and that actually is going to be a swell little link out to our SoundCloud page. So we have our podcasts, um, both our internal podcasts and our external podcasts are available on SoundCloud. So you could go out there, you could binge all of our episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a great way, I think, arguably a great way to spend a weekend. Mm-hmm. So check that out. One thing that I want to mention before we sign off is that if you or if you know of somebody, a teammate, a coworker who is feeling um, at that point where their cup is full and overflowing and they just, you or they are just not sure what to do about it, we do have resources for that. So um, we have some links to online counseling through our EAP, our employee something, employee... Employee assistance assistance. program. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Sure. So we have an an employee assistance program that is no cost to you, that is there for you. So we have those. Um, There are some, if I remember correctly, they're the phone... The phone conversations are no cost, and there's right. a certain amount of even in-person sessions that are no cost. So those are available to you. We want to be there for you. So if you are feeling at that point or if you know of somebody who is, encourage them, go yourself, um, talk to our lovely HR department, and they will be able to get you in contact with those resources. Very good. Glad you remembered that. Yes. Yes. Well, we will wrap up for now. Um, I was trying to think of something clever to say. It's not working. <laughs> Hashtag the story of our life. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever to say. Yes. <laughs> so stay tuned for more great stories, more great content coming from the podcast. Or even mediocre content. Mediocre. Just listen to, listen to it all. Right. And even if it's not great. You be the judge. <laughs> but don't. But don't. Don't judge. Hashtag <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> Please. This is Sue and Vince signing off for now. And we'll see you next time. Bye.